Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. On the second day, as they were drinking wine, the king again said to Esther, What is your petition, Queen Esther? It shall be granted you. And what is your request? Even to half of my kingdom, it shall be fulfilled. Then Queen Esther answered, If I have won your favor, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me, that is my petition, and the lives of my people. 
That is my request. For we have been sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. If we had been sold merely as slaves, men and women, I would have held my peace, but no enemy can compensate for this damage to the king. Then King Ahasuerus said to Queen Esther, Who is he, and where is he, who has presumed to do this? Esther said, A foe and enemy, this wicked Haman. Then Haman was terrified before the king and the queen. Then Harbona, one of the eunuchs in attendance on the king, said, Look, the very gallows that Haman has prepared for Mordecai, whose word saved the king, stands at Haman's house, fifty cubits high. And the king said, Hang him on that. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then the anger of the king abated. Mordecai recorded these things and sent letters to all the Jews who were in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, both near and far, enjoining them that they should keep the 14th day of the month Adar and also the 15th day of the same month year by year as the days on which the Jews gained relief from their enemies and as the month that had been turned from them from sorrow into gladness and from mourning into a holiday, that they should make them days of feasting and gladness, days for sending gifts of food to one another and presents to the poor. The word of the Lord. had not been on our side, let Israel now say, Then would they have swallowed us up alive in their fierce anger toward us. Then would the raging waters have gone right over us. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. reading from the book of James. Are any among you suffering? They should pray. Are any cheerful? They should sing songs of praise. Are any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the church and have them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. 
and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being like us, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth yielded its harvest. My brothers and sisters, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and is brought back by another, you should know that whoever brings back a sinner from wandering will save the sinner's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. The word of the Lord. we have saw someone casting out demons in your name and we tried to stop him because he was not following us but Jesus said do not stop him for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me whoever is not against us is for us for truly I tell you whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. 
It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and to go to hell to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell, where the worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its saltiness, how can you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. This is the Gospel of the Lord. From Mark. It's what we call an uh, apocalyptic type of passage. To put it in context, Jesus has already spent time with his inner circle, his 12 disciples, and told them twice what's going to happen. That he will be arrested, crucified, died, and rise in three days. And of course, they're absolutely clueless what he's talking about. Who wouldn't be? He's also his return to Capernaum as the pilgrims of us who have just returned from the Holy Land ourselves were at Capernaum, this little sea village on the coast of the Sea of Galilee. And this is where Jesus spent his time with his disciples. And they are gathered around him. There are also others in the village have gathered around for this teaching moment. But as was most unusual, he also has small children with him. In fact, he has taken them and put them in his lap as he's teaching them. Salt is an image that is deep in the tradition of the Middle East. It has been for thousands of years, and it is today. One of the first things we tried in our trip was a wonderful combination of green herbs and salt sprinkled on the bread. And it's amazing what this combination of herbs and salt can do to food that would otherwise be rather bland. The flavors burst in your mouth. It's sprinkled on yogurt and cheese, and it's amazing how these flavors come alive. We also experience salt in the Dead Sea, the lowest point on this earth. It is a sea that's absolutely beautiful. It's brilliant blue in this Judean desert, this wonderful contrast. But it is filled with salt and minerals. In fact, one-third of it is composed of salt. You are so buoyant when you go in, and a number of us did, it is impossible to swim. 
all you can do is squat down, lean back, and float. You feel like a bob on the end of a, of a fishing line. And you can't hardly get your feet back on the ground to try to get up. But it has restorative powers. People were covering themselves with the black mud of the bottom of the sea, conditioning their skin, and I imagine rejuvenating their spirit as well. So salt is an important part of this part of the world, and it's a symbol that would resonate with those who had surrounded Jesus at this time. Stones also play a very large part in the everyday lives of those in Palestine. Today, as well as the time of Jesus, these big, beautiful pieces of white stone are the building materials during Jesus' time, before his time, the temple, the beautiful city of Jerusalem, the wall that still surrounds it, as well as the humble dwelling places. Some are in ruins, some you can only see the outline and the ground, and some are still standing. And it's amazing. And walking on these stone roadways, some of the roadways that Jesus himself walked on over 2,000 years ago. So as we looked at these stones, we began to see how easy it is to stumble on these stones. In fact, we were constantly looking out for one another, saying, don't watch that stone there. This spot is slippery here, or duck your head as you go down, because we would go into caves, we would go up hills and downs on these wobbly pathways. Stumbling was a real reality for us, as well as for those who were listening to Jesus that day. One thing we learned is that when we did stumble, and we did often, there was always someone to pick us up to lend a guiding hand, to help us to continue on our journey. And I think that's what Jesus is talking about. The salt, to be salted with the Spirit, to be filled with God's goodness and love for each other and all of creation. Also with the knowledge that we will stumble, we will sin, which literally means to miss the mark, because we are human. So being salted with the Spirit alive or missing the mark and stumbling on the pathway of life, knowing God is always there, no matter what, to pick us up and to continue on the journey. This was brought home to me and I imagine the other pilgrims in a couple of instances. We went the second day we were there, the first full day, we went to... Rumala, which is part of the, the Palestinian part of the Western Bank, which means that we had to go through walls that have been erected to separate it from Israel. And we also had to go through checkpoints. We finally got there, and it was very sobering to see all of this, how people actually lived, and what separated one from another, the Palestinians and the Jews and the Christians. And we ended up at this beautiful ancient church. It is a church that is run by Arab Christians that are also Palestinians. It's an Anglican church. So it was amazing as we walked in, this beautiful church, but there was the Book of Common Prayer in Arabic, 
there was a hymnal in Arabic. Even in the hymn board, the letters of the hymns were in Arabic numerals. But we sang the same hymns. We prayed the same prayers. But we did it in our own languages, literally standing side by side in English and in Arabic. We even have Jeff Burney, one of our members here, who was invited to get up and give a reading. In fact, it was the very first time they had used a new uh, lectern for this. We were so embraced. We were so welcomed. It was palpable that we all had been salted with the Spirit. We had come together as one. As I was walking out, this older lady came beside me, and she welcomed me in her broken English. And I started talking to her, and she is an Anglican nun. She's Arabic, Palestinian. And I said, this is such a beautiful church, and you all have been so kind to welcome us. And I said, have you been here long? And she said, I grew up here. I was born here. I was baptized here. We truly were one with these people. It was such a moving moment, salted with the Spirit. People there to help us, to guide us on the way as we stumbled. I saw that many, many times with our own community of pilgrims. There were 26 of us. A lot of us were acquainted with one another. There were a few that we didn't know each other at all. One member came all the way from the UK. Another couple came from New Hampshire. A few came from other parishes in the Hartford area. So we had some sense of who we were. But what happened over this time was that we became a true community of believers in relationship with one another. We began to form substantive relationships as we opened our eyes and our hearts to this holy land to see the sacred. We were all there in some kind of quest, each in our own way, and we verbalized it on the initial day. We all had something different we hoped to take away from this experience. But one thing that was so compelling and so heartening to me is to see how beautifully the pilgrims took care of one another. We stumbled a lot, literally. Some of us even shared cold medicine. We did all sorts of things to take care of one another and realize that we had been salted with the Spirit. And when we stumbled, we knew there would be someone to help us, to get us up and lead us on our way. I think this is what Jesus was talking about. This came home to me at a service that we did. We had gotten up very, very early. It was pre-dawn. It was dark when we left our, our our uh, living arrangements there at St. George's College. And in quiet, we drove out to the desert, the Judean desert side, and it was dark. And we walked up to a place where we were gonna have the Eucharist. So in silence, we gathered together in this very vast desert that's ominous in the darkness, this huge void on the earth inhospitable climate that looks like nothing could possibly survive here. This is where Jesus went after he was baptized for 40 days to be alone with God, to discern what was his ministry, what was God calling him to do. 
So as we gathered together, we looked off to the east and horizon, and you could start to faintly see the light come up as the, star, the sun started to come up. Brilliant red and orange. Some people walked clear to the edge of the cliff to be able to see it better. And I have beautiful photographs of these beautiful outlines of people just standing there taking it in. And as the sun rose up, the shadows faded away from these mountains in the desert and they revealed a most incredible space that you knew that God was present. God filled the air. So when quiet we gathered again around this rickety table, we had one cloth set over it, we had a round of pita bread and some wine and water, and we celebrated with great joy the Eucharist, the body and blood of Christ. But what brought it home for me was that during the service, two Bedouin children had wandered over. Their father was there to sell trinkets to us after the service. The little girl was probably about four. The little boy probably about six or seven. No shoes, running over these stones and rocks like it was nothing. And they chatted a little bit. And then they sat on this wall behind me. And they just kind of observed what was going on. And then after the service, there was quite a bit of bread left over, consecrated bread. And I remember it just was so natural to turn to them and offer the bread to them. Looking into their eyes, these big, beautiful, dark eyes of children of wonderment, and offer God's love and compassion to them. And what struck me was this verse from Mark that Jesus had said when he cradled the children in his arms, he said, whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. God was there in the children and in that desert and in our hearts. Amen. Please stand as we affirm our faith by reciting the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God of God, life and life, true God and true God, begotten of Thank you. 
ever-present God, you reveal yourself in the splendor and order of your creation. Heal our broken lives that we may join in the reconciling work of Christ as we pray. Our help is in the name of God, the maker of heaven and earth. Mighty and patient one, you have taught us that whoever is not against us is for us, and you have promised a divine reward for all who befriend any of your children. Save your church from whatever may cause us to stumble, that our hands may serve with compassion, our feet walk in the ways of truth, and your eyes be set upon your love. Our help is in the name of God. Just and compassionate one, you call us to defend the vulnerable and to resist the oppressor. Give our leaders vision and strength to be instruments of justice and servants of peace who will take up the burden of your people and serve them rightly. Our help is in the name of God. Gracious and loving one, you have made the earth one home for all people. Inspire us to serve alongside those who care for your creation and bestow upon all people, upon our children, and upon our children's children, the fruit of that good work. Our help is in the name of God. Amen. Kind and gentle one, you uphold the little ones, the weak, and the vulnerable. Raise up those who suffer or who are oppressed throughout the world that they may know the comfort of your saving help. Our help is in the name of God. Merciful and healing one, you have taught us that the prayer of faith will save the sick and that you will raise them up. Hear us as we pray for all in need, especially those on our parish prayer list. Our help is in the name of God. You have overcome death in the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. Accept into your eternal love those who have died. Our help is in the name of God. Send your spirit into the, all the earth, O God, that every human being may know your love, grow in faith, and serve your creation in grateful humility. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Keep us in everlasting life. Amen. May stand. May the peace of the Lord be always with you.
morning. Please be seated. Welcome to St. John's on this beautiful fall morning. If you are new or if you haven't been here in a while, please feel free to fill out the pew card hanging in front of you and put it in the offering plate. This Sunday is our ministry fair, and thank you to Carla and Ginger Gillespie for helping put it on, a fabulous showing of all the incredible ministries we have here at St. John. So please, after the service, help yourself to a cup of coffee and some goodies, and just mill around and see what's there, and, and see how God has salted your spirit, and what gifts you have that you can use to contribute to the community that only not only helps our community and those beyond the walls of St. John's, but also helps you deepen your spiritual walk with God. This afternoon at 2 o'clock, we do have a music offering at Red Door. It's New World Trio at 2 p.m. So please, uh, make a point to come if you are available to do that. I want to say thank you to everyone for allowing me to be away this time or their pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Uh, so to a grateful, outstanding staff, to everyone who has allowed this place to keep running. There are a lot of moving parts here at St. John's. And so, so grateful. Paul Shaker, uh, where is, where's Paul? Did a wonderful job. I heard great reviews, morning prayer. And Walter McKinney, someone said we should do morning prayer every Sunday. I said, nope, we're not going to do that. But thank you for that. Bishop Curry, uh, thank you for his generosity to come back. This used to be his parish a while ago. And so it was wonderful to have him come back and celebrate and be in the pulpit. Uh, we are so grateful for all the prayers, all 26 of us. Bill and Hope Eakins did an outstanding job leading us, as well as our, our Palestinian leader, Iyad. And so we were blessed in many, many ways. We will have a forum in a few weeks to share with you uh, all the wonderful things that we were able to capture. There was so much to do and see. It's going to take literally months and years to process all of this. Because it is truly a transformative time. That was probably the Holy Spirit right there. <laughs> And uh, so a lot of gratitude uh, for everyone that it made it possible for us to go. And we will share and try to make you a part of that as much as we can. Uh, I think I've got an announcement. Yes, uh, Eleanor Barnes, who is our co-chair of our stewardship, would like to say a few things. Good morning. I just want to call your attention to um, an upcoming event. It's in the bulletin. It is something we're calling the Dine Around on Friday, October 12th. Um, picking up on some of the themes we've heard this morning, an opportunity for community uh, to break bread, to salt your food. <laughs> um, parishioners, we have volunteer families opening their homes, and we actually will also have one of our dine-around dinners here at the church in Hubbard Hall with childcare in the education wing. And um, we'll have the sign-up sheet out here uh, following the service, and you can also email Kim Bird. Her email is in the bulletin and I want to encourage everyone young old single married choir um, newcomers long timers this is a great opportunity for us to come together so thank you. thank you it's fun there's no agenda it's just to truly enjoy and delight with one another make new friends and really appreciate the wonderful community we have here invite others to be a part of that we all have also have a healing minister at our font so during communion, if you would like a prayer or blessing for yourself or someone else, please feel free to come forward for that. Wherever you are in that journey, whatever stumbling blocks are in your way, 
know that you're welcome to come forward to the altar, to be lifted up, to take the body and blood of Christ, uphold you, and sustain you, this day and always. So walk in love, as Christ loved us, and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
thanks to the Lord our God. It is right, good, and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the first day of the week overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ is God. Christ is risen. Christ is again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit, to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints, in the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. 
And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is
Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food, the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace. Grant us strength and courage to love and serve you, gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. The blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. <laughs>